Hi, everyone. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo Gathing. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist, best-selling author, and a health and relationship expert. I am here to liberate you from your boring-ass love life. Lose the good girl and unleash your inner bad girl to finally find love and get the relationship you deserve. Hello, bad girls. Turn up your volume and get ready for some knowledge to be dropped. If you've ever tried or even considered online dating to look for love or meet people or just a fun time, this episode is for you. So today I have an extra special treat for you as we have a visit from expert dating coach, radio host, and TV personality, Damona Hoffman. Welcome, Damona. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited you're here. So let me tell you all a little bit about Demona. There's just so much. I wish I could tell you more. I'm just going to give you a little bit. And I'm going to let you know why I cyber-stalked her to have her here today. (laughs) So Demona is, she's not only like a certified dating coach, like I mean certified, like the International Dating Coach Association, she has that certification. But she's been named one of the top dating experts in LA by datingadvice.com. She was also the host and relationship expert on Hashtag Black Love, if y'all don't remember, Married at First Sight, Monet got her little spin-off, and she needed an expert, her and her friends. She was the expert on that, on FYI, and also the host and um, relationship coach on the new series that was called A Question of Love, and they just wrapped that first season. She has a podcast that I love and listen to, and it's where I found out about her, Dates and Mates with Demona Huffman on iHeartRadio, numerous television, print media appearances. She's just an overall badass. So welcome again. Yes, I'm a bad girl at heart, but uh, yes, <laughs> for sure. I'm going to tell everybody how to be good girls in love today. <laughs> and you can be good in love and, and a bad girl at heart. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm really excited about today because I, I love online dating, but just the topic, just doing it. Like I'm just a strong proponent of online dating, but I think a lot of people are literally doing it wrong. They're just really making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wanted to have you here today. I know this is one of your passions, you know? Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got interested into, in online dating. It's, Definitely one of my passions because I talk the talk and I walk the walk. I have lived in the shoes of the bad girls that are listening. And everything that you're probably thinking about online dating, no, it doesn't work. No, it's for weirdos and psychos. You could get killed. (laughs) It's a waste of time. All of those things were thoughts that went through my head a while back uh, before I ended up meeting my husband online. And so I'll, I'll take you back to the beginning. I actually used to work in television casting and I would cast actors for, uh, I worked for CBS and Paramount and NBC and I would teach classes on the side uh, for actors and how to market themselves and brand themselves to really stand out because I realized there was a disconnect between what people thought they were saying through their pictures Mm -hmm. and what was really going out into the world. Mm-hmm. So um, I was online dating at the time that I was teaching these classes and I had an epiphany that basically online dating was just like casting right. and your headshot 
in casting is the same as your profile photo in online dating. So I started using the same techniques that I would teach actors, little tricks with color and cropping and personality and the way to get your, your essence across online. And that's how I met my husband on a dating site. That and from that so point, cool. yeah, I just uh, started helping other people and the rest is history. That's been almost 12 years now. 12 years. I can't I even believe, I guess online dating has been around 12 years. I'm like, was it even around 12 years ago? Girl, it was. I'm dating and, myself. <laughs> but, you know, it was really not, um, it had a stigma around it. People mm. were definitely doing it. Like mm. all those people that said, oh no, I didn't, I don't, I never got online dating. Like they were all creeping on the dating sites. They were there. It's they just were people were, were kind of dabbling in and dabbling out and nobody was talking about it. Now right. it's such a social behavior. You show your, your likes to your friends. You bring your, your dating apps out on a Friday night with your right. girlfriends. So it's, a, it's become more socialized, which I really like. But I, I was there at the beginning when it really wasn't cool. Uh -huh. And just from being able to apply these techniques, I showed people that it wasn't a waste of time and that if you do it the right way, it is 100% effective. Unless you're crazy. If you're crazy, <laughs> I can't help you. But if you're a normal girl uh, that is really is looking for love and, you know, has your ducks in a row and you're just everything, you have everything except for that perfect guy, online dating can and will work for you. Gotcha. Well, we, we can help crazy. Not, not, not online. We that you're going to have to get yourself some personal individual attention for that. <laughs> but I, what I, that the funny thing you say that because I've met a lot of people and work with a lot of people with actual online dating that they're crazy, but they didn't know they were crazy. Like they thought they had it all together and they're like, Oh yeah. Like all I'm missing is love. And then I got with them and was doing some work with them. And I'm like, Oh no, no, boo. We need to, let's start, let's back up. <laughs> let's do individual therapy first. So have you had um, experiences with people that thought they were normal or quote unquote, you know, ready? And then they just weren't? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll just back step a little bit from the crazy comment. Like, cause nobody's like, oh yeah, I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> but you like, you, you hit the nail on the head. I like, it's about readiness. And you may be coming out of a relationship and think, well, I'll just try online dating because that's the easiest place. And then you don't get the results that you like because you weren't ready. Your head was still in that last relationship. You hadn't healed from it or you hadn't done the self-work that really made you ready to, to move into the next relationship. Mm -hmm. So part of my work is in so I started out just writing dating profiles, but it was just like you said, I realized that I was writing these banging profiles that were getting people a lot of winks and, and messages and dates, but then they'd go on the dates and they do the same thing that was keeping them single. So that's when I added my certification as a, as a dating coach and as a life coach so that I could really help people all the way from pre-date to pre-marriage and addressing some of those limiting beliefs mm -hmm. that are keeping you single or that are replicating the same situations in your dating life, right? Mm -hmm. How I many times you heard that? that? Like, oh, well, why do I always attract bad boys? Why yeah. do I always attract guys that cheat on me? Yep. Because you're allowing it. Mm -hmm. You're allowing it. Somehow, something, it's not just chance. 
Right. There's a lot of women that aren't attracting that. It's right. it's how you are inviting that into your life again and again, missing the red flags and warning signs, mm-hmm. and and choosing to accept the wrong kind of behavior on a on a repeated basis. I oh that is so true. And I mean, online dating, you know, it, it says dating, but really you're just kind of it's a selection process, kind of a, a prequel to the actual relationship. So I that's so true. And that's great that you work with the spectrum because once they meet the person and they're kind of engaged, then that's a whole nother ball game, as you know. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't mess this up. <laughs> so yeah. you brought up an interesting question. Um, in topic though, that you know it's more social now and, and people are not afraid to, to say they're doing it. Why do you think so many people are dating online now or why do you think it's more acceptable? Because it's the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because if you, if you really think about it, I'm sure a lot of the ladies listening are really busy. We're mm-hmm. so busy in our lives. You have your career, you have your family, you have your friends, you have your fitness, you, your hobbies. Your life's really full. You don't have time to deal with a lot of whoever comes in the door, whoever hollers at you on the street. You want to be selective. You're the prize, ladies. You want to be selective in the people that you choose to spend your time with because you don't have a lot of it. And time, it's our most valuable resource. Once you've spent it, it doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. So you have to be selective. And With online dating, it opens up your dating pool wider than it's ever been. We have more options than we've ever had. And in my mind, there's never been a better time. And it's history to be single. It used to be you could only date the people that were in your social circle, the people across the street, the people from church. Like if you look at at the book Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari, Mm -hmm, he studied mm -hmm. past relationships and even just like 50 years ago, the people that met, most of them met someone that was in their own neighborhood. Right. But now you can actually choose from the person who's the best match, the people who are the best match anywhere in the world. I think that that is opportunity. For sure. If you're doing it correctly, which means using the dating sites and apps as a selection process and not like people are putting like, the, the cart before the horse. They're putting the romance before the process. Right. So they want to be like romanced on the dating site. They want to get the messages that make their heart flutter. And it's the wrong way to go about that phase in the process. Mm-hmm. If you look at it more strategically, and that's what I do with my clients, we really put a process around dating. It's not magic. It's not Disney movies. It is a process of selecting the right men. Well, first getting clear on who you're looking for right? and then figuring out where they are, what site they are on and what their profiles would look like so you can identify them and then getting past the message phase and onto the date with the right kind of guys. Well, and that brings up a good point because I I work with a lot of women and a lot of them are online dating and they talk about what is the right kind of guy? Because a lot of people go on looks and a lot of people go based on, okay, is he make a lot of money and does he match me intellectually? So what do you think is the importance of chemistry and looks and, you know, physical when you're online dating and looking for matches? 
since it's a podcast, Io, you couldn't see me roll my eyes when you said the word chemistry, (laughs) (laughs) but they rolled so hard (laughs) that I have to tell everybody listening that chemistry is, it's just a chemical reaction. There's no such thing as love at first sight. Mm-hmm. I know the majority of people believe in a soulmate and they sold they sure do. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, I've been doing this for 12 years. It doesn't exist. It really takes time for you to get to know someone and for them to really reveal who their true self is mm-hmm. over time. And yeah. you can't, you cannot shortcut it. You can't speed it up. You can't text through it. You have to actually go through the steps. And so, as I said earlier, I look at online dating, it's, it's just strategy. It's getting to the date. And then when you're sitting across from a person, you need to be evaluating them, not just based on their looks or the butterflies that you feel in your stomach, based on their value system and your shared goals for the future. Do they want the same things in life? And this is where a lot, a lot of people ignore when they find someone that they're physically attracted to, they're like, oh, well, he said that he's not really interested in getting married. And I really want to get married, but maybe he'll change his mind because he's really cute. (laughs) Or I feel butterflies with him. (laughs) If he doesn't line up with your core values and and goals for the future, he's not the guy. You're not going to convince him. And investing more time in him is only depleting your energy and the time that you could be spending with the right kind of guy. So I have a three-date rule where I recommend that you wait. If, if you're still curious about the person, if there's something left to be discovered about them, then give it three dates before you make a determination about chemistry. Don't make a decision just based on that first date. Okay. So chemistry, you because it's a chemical reaction and it's something that's really not indicative of if you and this person is going to work out over time, you say, okay, put that to the side, go on the three dates and then, you know, kind of see where things line up then. Yeah. And you, I mean, you might be, you might have great sex with that person if you feel immediate chemistry, but I really believe in, as Dr. Helen Fisher calls it, slow love Mm -hmm. that you want to space out those interactions. And that's the hardest thing in today's world. Dating apps haven't been the big game changer. It's all the other technology that's causing us to speed up our, connect, our communication and disconnect from one another. It's the texting. It's the expecting a response immediately because you get notifications all day. That's what's interrupting your ability to connect with someone. So I like to keep the first date really short and sweet. Just one hour is about all you need when you're moving offline to see if that person lines up with who you think they should be. Mm-hmm. And you got to get offline as quickly as possible and deal with the real deal. And I'll, I'll just address the elephant in the room about safety. All those stories that you hear about the woman that was taken advantage of, the little old lady that lost all her money from a guy she met on a dating site, most of them never met in person. Mm-hmm. The show Catfish, never right. met in person, right. never even Skyped. Right. That is not a real relationship, unfortunately. You have to get offline and meet in the real world. And I have clients, Io, that have met someone. I have like a client that she was divorced. She had two kids. She's like, who's going to love me now? I said, somebody online. And we (laughs) went through a process and she ended up looking at some international dating sites just on a lark. And she ended up meeting this guy who was from South Africa. And 
they Skyped, they Skype dated for, a, for about a month. And she was like, I'm really feeling this guy. I'm going to go to South Africa for two weeks and see what's up. And her family was about to They went bad shit crazy, huh? They went crazy. And they're like, what are you doing? You don't know this guy. Right. You're going to South Africa. But I said, no, you're doing the right thing because you yeah. have to see if this is really what it is. Right. And that woman just celebrated her third anniversary with that guy. Wow. He moved, he left his whole life in South Africa. And he had a career. Like he wasn't just glomming onto her for a green card. Right, right, right. He had right, a career right. and a family he left behind for love. And he's everything that she hoped that, that she would find but because of online dating she didn't find him here but right. she found him overseas and then now he is here and they have the life together that she dreamed of but what you're the key is she got offline as soon as she felt comfortable as soon as she felt you know this might be something because i have to push people they'll have pen pal what i call them pen pals for forever and they'll say oh i'm just so busy and all that then if you want a pen pal, then why are you calling it dating? That's not dating. <laughs> and it also distracts you from being able to focus on the real thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, it's like snacking. I love snacking. <laughs> you know, if you've ever, I love snacking <laughs> I too. I'm a snacker. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm trying to keep my girlish figure. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, I had a hard time losing the weight after my second child. So uh, I've, I've had to curb the snacking because it's not the full meal and you'll snack and snack and snack and snack and not even realizing, realize that I've been doing Weight Watchers with the points. When all those little snacks, they add up. They sure do. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, I had a bunch of little snacks and I could have had a steak. I could have had a whole steak for all those little snack points. Mm-hmm. And so if you think of it that way, when you're chatting with someone online or you're texting back and forth, you're, you're having snacks. Yep. Wouldn't you rather have a meal? Isn't that more fulfilling? I agree. I love meals. <laughs> yeah. So now you're making me be like, let me stop snacks. I love snacks and I love meals. I, like meals I know. And snacks. That's my problem. I have like, a little bit of snacks. Just don't have all the snacks. Okay? Exactly. No, I agree with you. And I think, and that, that leads me to my next question about what are some of the, we've talked a lot about the advantages of online dating and some of the pros, but what do you think are some of the disadvantages? Because there, there are some disadvantages. Of course. The biggest disadvantage is people that, pay for a dating site or are on a dating app and therefore believe that they are dating. Right. Whether or not they're actually meeting people in real life. It, 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 it's sort of like having a gym membership, not to go back to the health analogy, but it's like having a gym membership, but not showing up to the gym. Right. Like it's not a substitute for, for dating. It's a tool for dating. And, and so too many times people get complacent that, oh, well, I'm doing something or I tried online dating, but they're not really working the system. They're not putting in the effort and the time to be able to make the system work for them. That is, to me, the biggest challenge with, with online dating. And it, of course, there are there are psychos and weirdos. And yes, mm-hmm. there is some risk of meeting a stranger out online that you've never, you have no connections to. But that's why a lot of the dating apps now are tapping into your social networks, your Facebook, your Instagram accounts. So you can know just how connected you are to that person and you can actually check them out and see that they're a real person. But to me, I, like I said, I was a bad girl, Io. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I definitely put myself in some situations. I was saying I should write a book called I, I, I Could Have Been Dead. I Could Have Been Dead. The, <laughs> it's going to be a bestseller. For all the times that I met a guy in a bar and went home with him or got let, gave him my number or let him drive me home or just like, you know, meeting random people out at parties and bars that you really don't even know who they are. Right. And I know you're, you're talking to the bad girls, so I know y'all listening have done it. Yeah, they've do, they're doing it. These are the You've girls doing it. it. <laughs> You've done it. And so that to me is much more unsafe. Mm-hmm. A woman being immersed in her phone out at night, not paying attention to her surroundings is much more dangerous to me than online dating where you have the site behind you, you have your social network behind you, and you have your ability to really suss this person out before you get offline. And there's there's simple tips. I have them on my website on DemonaHoffman.com. If you do a search there for us, safety or online dating safety tips and any dating app well dating site they have a page where they they give you the tips and it's 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 basically pretty simple yeah and then some you know meet in a public place and leave first yeah i mean let them leave first so like there's destiny just a lot of ways that you can be safer yes Um, and but i do think that hinders so many people from online dating but i'm hoping they go check out your tips because i'm I'm, they're amazing everything you you touch is amazing can't wait to read the i could have been dead book no just kidding i I just i know it's amazing i'm alive but (laughs) i I just i'm really passionate about this in case mm-hmm. you can't tell. I'm really passionate tell. about online dating. And I really think there it creates so much opportunity for people. And it just breaks my heart when there are women out there that are beautiful and smart and successful that have everything except for that man. And then they retreat right. because of the fear. Mm-hmm. And maybe they place it on the fact that there is some risk with online dating. But really, it's, it's not the fear of online dating that's probably stopping you. It's the fear of opening up your heart right. and having it be broken. Right. And I also have felt that fear before. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost as intense as the I could have been dead fear. But the reality is you're going to have to risk if you want to get the reward. You're ha- you have to open up your heart. You have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to do it. If it's, yeah. it, it's it, Mr. Prince Charming is just not going to come and sweep you off your feet. Like I'm glad that that worked, you know, generations ago <laughs> or in the movies. But I mean, ask any of your friends that are coupled and for, for that to work at some point, they had to, to risk and to yeah. take a leap. Okay. And do the work. Cause I tell people like meeting is just the first step. And that's when you've decided I'm interested in this person, that's when the real work begins. And the online mm-hmm. dating part, it should be enjoyed. It's fun. Like the opportunities and looking and, you know, being curious and interested. So I, I'm so glad we're, we're getting these women inspired. So what do you think? This is another thing I get asked a lot. What do you think about women initiating messages to men? Obviously they should be doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'll, well, I'll tell you. So I, I work with match.com Um, And black people meet on some initiatives. And I was down there at their headquarters um, over the summer. And they said, statistically still, less than 25% of women send outgoing messages. Now, I've been saying this for over a decade. I have always been an advocate for women sending messages. 
And yet I'm like, here we are 12 years later. Why is this still happening? Because it's like I said earlier, you're putting the romance before the, the data. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to think process first. Mm -hmm. And the best way for you to boost yourself in the algorithm, you have to remember you're dealing with a computer algorithm. You're not dealing with chemistry. Your perfect guy might be there. He just might not be finding you because you might be one, one year in age outside of his, his search criteria, or mm-hmm. maybe you're one mile away from where he's searching. So you're not visible to him. But if he's visible to you, that's an opportunity that should be seized. And it starts with just sending the message. Now, I don't, I don't advocate for women to become the aggressor and right. chase a man. And that that's should what never I was happen. Gonna say, and I think that's where people get confused, and that's where the mixed messages for women seem to be that juxtaposition between being the aggressor and pushing the relationship versus sending the first message and, and making him aware that she exists. <laughs> yeah, and let's be honest, gals. You know when you're pushing. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 know when you're chasing a guy. Yeah. If you have to work that hard when you're into the relationship or when you're trying to set up the date or when you're trying to set up the second date, if you have to work that hard, he's just not that into you. And that's okay because rejection's God's protection. So it's okay for that guy to select himself out of your life because the right one will not. The right one will pursue you. The Mm -hmm. right one will say, oh, wow. I can't believe this woman sent me a message. And when you're doing that, when you're sending the outgoing message, you're putting yourself in a position of power. You are the chooser. You're not waiting for, I call them the bottom feeders. You're not waiting for the bottom feeders (laughs) to just be like, oh, she's pretty. I'm going to send her a message. (laughs) You're actually being proactive and selecting among the creme de la creme. And still, even the top guys, men receive so far fewer messages than women that just by sending him a little message that it's just a simple formula, something commenting on his, his profile, something that caught your eye, and then following it up with a question, something that you're curious about mm-hmm. that inspires him to write back, that's all you have to do. It's pretty easy, actually. That's all you have to do, and then you let him pick up the rein and run with it. I think so. I, I totally agree. Now I'm glad you broke it down very well. I'm loving that. <laughs> so what do you think about women dating online with, with a checklist? So he has to be a certain height or be within a certain distance and make this much money. What do, what do you think about the, the dating checklist? Um, I do some visioning exercises with my clients. I find that it's more important to put yourself in that headspace of how this guy would make you feel. And that really drills down to those core, core qualities of what, is, what are his values and what does he want out of life? Is he on the same path that you are? Does he have the same goals for the future or not? And how do you feel when you're with him? Because ultimately, we, when you really put these things on a checklist, if you really boil it down, those things are usually pretty irrelevant. How, how tall he is? Really? You're going to be rejecting a guy because he's only two inches taller than you when he has a, has a good job. He's good with his family. He'd be a great father to your kids. 
he's smart, he challenges you, he supports you, makes you feel like a queen, you're going to reject that guy over two inches in height? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It is. But it's still in height. You know, I tell people there's only so many people in the world that are over six feet. And there's only so many people in the world that are over six, two, and they get smaller and smaller. And those people have to be where you are. Then they have to be the right this and the right that. So like just even opening your mind up to height opens up so many more candidates. And sometimes these are the shortest women. I'm, I'm, five nine so I'm <laughs> you know it's a little different for me just in general to find someone two inches even taller than me but I've, but have you dated guys who were shorter because at five nine it's challenging it's so challenging and I've dated like like the same height or an inch you know taller I I don't think I, I can't even remember I probably went on some dates oh d- this is one of the online date stories. He told me he was 5'9". So I was already opening my mind up to 5'9". Then he ended up being like 5'6". I was like, boo, uh, now you're just a liar. <laughs> you're but you know, everybody has those little white lies online. They do. Everyone my, my has license, it. I swear I'm like 140 pounds on there. That's like, mm-hmm. like at least 20, 30 pounds off. But you know what I, it's just. We, yeah, we all, yes, we all we fantasize a little bit. Yes, about who we are yeah just to put our best foot forward and you know for some it's also it's strategic like i I believe in being completely honest and transparent online but it's about i I say you're like the curator of the museum of your life so you don't put all of the paintings out at the same time you want to you want to select what images really tell the story that you want to tell right now and i have had clients that are like okay i'm going to be very direct with you, Aya, right now about age, because I get that question all the time. If you are sitting at home, ladies, and you're saying, well, men my age always want to date younger women, just know that, that that might be what some men are thinking, but in their actions, it's simply not true. Mm-hmm. If they find you attractive, studies have shown that a man will go out with an older woman. He will respond to to messages from an older woman if she has the qualities that he's looking for and if she's physically attracted to him. Mm-hmm. So put that out of your mind for a second. Yep. <laughs> now, the reality is there are breakoffs in search for, in, in search um, like uh, fields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a guy's going to search like 25 to 30 or 30 to 35, or 35 to 40. When you hit each of those breaking points, uh, div- you know, d- decision points, <laughs> you're going to mm-hmm. see that you will get less mess- fewer messages than you did. Mm-hmm. If you're over 30, you're going to f- get fewer messages than you did under 30. If you get, if you're under 40, as soon as you cross that 40 line, you're going to see a difference. Now, I tell you this so that you can be armed with information. And this is all how my, my strategy works. If you know you're getting fewer incoming messages, then what do you do to be more visible? You send outgoing outgoing messages. messages. (laughs) So it all comes back to the same philosophy, but I have had clients that are like, no, I just cannot put, I can't put that age on my profile. I'm going to fudge it down a little bit. And I'm like, you do you. Uh, I, eventually you're going to have to come clean about that. Right. And so that's, that's how you, know, you might get yourself into hot water. But if you feel that that is the best choice for you strategically, 
I, I never force anybody to, to do things my way. And I have had clients that have said, I get so many more messages and better responses when I fudge my age down. And I'm like, okay, that's your choice. It's not my, it's not my philosophy. But I do know that if you're over 30 or over 40, you're going to send more, you're going to want to send more outgoing messages than you did uh, five years ago. Right. And then when you have to tell that person how old you really are, then, then you're just going to have to know you're dealing with someone who might think that you're not a very honest person or that, you know, you're insecure about your age or you just have to yes. deal with the consequences of that decision. So yes, you've exactly. met this person and you've connected, but now you've got to look at the kind of person that he might think you are. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that is not my specialty. That's, that's where yeah, yeah, you exactly. are going you. to have to work through that. <laughs> I told you own. what to do, right? <laughs> so, what is one of the craziest online dating stories you've ever heard? Now that we, we've convinced them they should do it, we convinced them it's pretty safe. Like I have my little five, six guy. Like what is one of the craziest things you, you've heard? Honestly, the craziest thing I don't know if you've been listening to this Dirty John podcast. It's with the LA Times and Wondery, but oh my goodness. That is probably the craziest online dating story I've ever heard. Um, I will not give any spoilers for those who haven't. And I'm not, I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be talking about my podcast. <laughs> I'm talking about this podcast. But basically this woman who's been married four times before meets this guy online and he comes on super strong in the beginning. And then he becomes somebody that she doesn't realize that he was and it turns into a whole drama. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. But the thing is the red flags were right in the beginning. And as a, as an online dating coach, I am just gritting my teeth when I listen to that podcast because I'm like, all of the facts were laid out for her, like right in front of her face. Like this guy wanted to be moved in within like three weeks, he moved into her house. That is not, that is not magic chemistry and Prince Charming coming to save you. That is a psychopath who, cause like to think that somebody would be ready to move in after three weeks, you're really going to give up on your whole life and just throw your whole life away after three weeks and just move in and become this woman's, you know, house, house toy. House toy. After, house toy. After three weeks. Like that to me is a, a really bad sign. That and is. she she just ignores sign after sign after sign after sign. So just just pay attention. And like that's that's really one of my big mottos that I live by. My Angelou said, if someone shows you who they are, believe them the first okay. time, don't make them prove it to you again and again. And all the time when I'm with clients and they're like, I don't know how this happened to me. I'll be like, well, let's go back to the first time you had that thought. And right. honestly, Io, it's usually within the first five dates. Yeah. They yeah, show no, you. People reveal who they are pretty early because one, like we said, people don't identify their crazy very well. So they don't even know some of the things to hide. And two, some people just aren't very strategic, you know, when they're going yes, about and things. If it's, they reveal exactly who they are early on. And if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, and I, I tell people, I, I bring up Hallmark a lot. I love the, I'm in my Hallmark. Christmas Hallmark spirit, but you know, we're, we're very romantic by nature and the media helps with that. And you see all these movies and you see, so you really think 
you know, I want to be the exception and I want to be this romantic thing. But it's like, no, sometimes you just have to really look at the facts and really be objective and create your own romance. You know, don't, yeah. don't be going down this path <laughs> that looks too perfect right. and end up on the news. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be on the news for this. Right. And it can be romantic. I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm not romantic about love. I, I think all of those beautiful things, and, I, and I'm in love with my husband. We just celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary. Woo-hoo, I have two children. I mean, I have, I have the dream life that I thought was not possible. But it did take time for that to evolve and for the chemistry to, to really grow. You know, I, but I thought on the first date, the, thought, the thing that I kept thinking was, this is the most intelligent man I think I've ever met. And it made me curious about his mind. And one, it made me want to know how he thinks about everything in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that has kept me connected to him for this long, is that curiosity of like, what do you think? What do you think? And so whatever it is that, that turns you on, if you can really think about it as a growing curiosity, that's the kind of connection that will last and last and last, not just the physical connection and the butterflies that you feel on the first Right. Although those are nice. (laughs) Those are nice. So tell me, what are some red flags that women should avoid other than having someone try to move in with you at three weeks? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. I, I mean, most of them go back to those same rules I was talking about, but I'll lay them out. You always want to meet them there. I know it says it on the dating site, safety rules. It says it on my website. I say it on my podcast, Dates and Mates. I don't know why, Io. People can't seem to think straight when they're feeling chemistry. And I have had clients that were like, oh, well, he seemed like a nice guy. And so I got in the car with him and I let him drive me home. Okay, so now, first of all, you put yourself at risk for being in the car with this guy who's probably had a couple drinks. Second of all, now he knows where you live. Right. Why, do you, why do you put yourself in a situation like that? Jeffrey Dahmer seemed really nice at first too, right? <laughs> Most sociopaths are very charming. <laughs> right. So that is just the hard and fast rule. Like just do not get in the car. Do not let him pick you up on the first date until you've really sussed him out. As far as red flags and behavior, like people really... They'll, they'll tell you what their red flags are right out of the gate. <laughs> if, they, if they're like really concerned with what your dating history is or they're asking you sexual questions, I've heard that from a lot of clients, like on the first date. They start asking sexual questions on date one. No, no, no. You are a lady. I know you're a bad girl, but you're a lady. Mm-hmm. Like those are not appropriate first date questions. Right. And, you know, just really the red flags are unique to you. So yeah. if you've done your homework and you've done your, your vision board of who that guy is and what qualities he has, you're comparing to that. Your board is not the same as, as my board mm-hmm. or someone else's board. It's making sure that he aligns with what you want. And if what you want is marriage and he's saying, I'm not sure I want to get married, that's a red flag. Right. If you know, if you're, if you're, you're wanting to be rude and you love the city you're in and he says, oh, I really love traveling and I could see myself living in another country, <laughs> that could be a red flag for you. And you really have to pay attention to what is said on those first like two, three, four, 
five dates. Right. No, I totally agree. That That's good. And I think you, the key is you have to know yourself before you can date and be in a relationship. Because if you don't know yourself, you're really going to get driven on a lot of wild rides. <laughs> that is a really good point. I'm very glad that you said that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I think a lot of times we don't take the time to do. We fling ourselves from one relationship to the next, and it's just a series of overcorrections. Well, that was messed up about this relationship, so the next time I'm not going to do that. And then you go all in the other direction. If you really take some time in between your relationships to figure out who, who are you, what makes you tick, what do you value, not just act, what activities do you like, what do you value? How do you look in the, at the world? What do you want for the future? If you really take your time to do that and get crystal clear on that for you, the rest of it, I promise you, will fall into place so easily because you're immediately going to accept the things that align with that and reject the things that don't. Or the people. Yeah, the the things, people. I love that. A series of overcorrections. I like that too. So what I, you know, had to do my research and I've been listening to you. I've been following you. What is the love as you are concept? Mm. So for a long time, I, I mean, I don't fit neatly into a box. I'm <laughs> half black and half Jewish, grew up in the Midwest, you know, was an overweight kid, it was never the girl that was popular or asked to prom or any of that. I actually asked my prom dates to prom. <laughs> Go figure oh, that I'm also the one saying, send out going messages. Right, uh, right. True, true. Uh, but I did get to go with the, with the um, quarterback of the football team because nobody was he, – he, he, everyone was thinking that, like, oh, he was, he was already taken. So anyways – Point is, I didn't fit into a box. And yet I had this idea that I had to be like the girls that were getting all of the dates to be lovable. And the more that I realized, no, no, the more I'm like myself, the better I can attract the the men that really want someone like me, Mm -hmm. the more dates I had and the happier I was. And then I was able to connect with my husband who really is the best the best match for me. I, I couldn't have done better. You did. <laughs> I couldn't have done better, but I wouldn't have done as well if I was still thinking I had to change myself for love. Right. So love as you are is about accepting all the things that are quirky or weird or broken and healing about yourself. Accept those things and don't be afraid to let them out to the party when you're on a date. <laughs> I love because that. Sometimes, I always yeah. tell women, let your freak flag fly. Yes. I say, wear your weird. It's the wear same thing. Weird. Love it. Yes. Like I have a client that she's, she's, she's nerdy. She's a blurred. She's really into Comic-Con and cosplay and all yeah. of that stuff that I don't really understand. And right. I'm like, you're, you better have a picture of you in cosplay on your dating profile because it's such a big part of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, you, you like to... You like to play in the world of fantasy. And there are guys that are in, and I'm not saying that in like a sexual way. I was like, <laughs> bad girls. I know where your mind's going. <laughs> you, you, I was right with you on the going in the wrong direction. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, there are guys that are into those things that would be thrilled 
to meet a woman who will go to Comic-Con with them. I'm surely not going, but she's a perfect match for them. And when they see that on the profile, immediately they're going to be like, oh, I've got a right to her because we have something in common. We see the world in the same way. We're weird in the same way. You want that connection. And you want the guys that are like, oh, she does Comic-Con. If you're really into Comic-Con, you want the, the guys that say, ugh, that's weird to go away right. and not to not message you because they're going to think that's weird in the relationship too. For sure. I love that. That's so Love true. as you are. Yeah. <laughs> love as you are. Oh, love it. See, you're just dropping so many gems. I know they're over there with their pens and paper taking it all down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been doing this a long, long time, Io, and I just really... I'm really inspired to spread more love in the world. And I believe there's really somebody out there for everyone. And so if if I can spread the knowledge on how to do it, and I'd love to hear from any of your listeners that follow some of these steps and have an increase in their dating or connect with the right kind of guy. Like I'd Mm -hmm. love to hear from them. Yeah, we could definitely do that. We can send them your way. We're going to give them all your info later. Or if they tell me like, oh, I really listened to, you know, what she had to say and this and I'll definitely let you know. That's why you're here. You're dropping gems. My lady, they're inspired. I already know it. I can feel it. (laughs) So I just, this is a quick question. Well, do you feel like any of the dating sites are better than others? Like which ones do you feel like are the most Hmm. successful? I get this question a lot. And it's really personal. You Finding the right site or app is like finding the right match. You have to look at what kind of time commitment you can make. Like um, like I said earlier, I do work with Match on some, some of their initiatives. Mm-hmm. Match is a great site because there's just so many people there right. and you have so many opportunities. But what does that mean? You're going to have to sort through a lot of profiles. So if, you, if that's not your, your kind of that's not your cup of tea, then you might want to go with a site like an eHarmony or Coffee Meets Bagel that sends you only a limited number of matches that they feel are really right for you. Mm-hmm. If you really enjoy swiping on Tinder, then <laughs> great. They're critical mass. Like there's so many people there. You can make a connection. But if you hate to text, you're going to be stuck in a lot of text chats. Right. So you you really have to find the right site that matches what your goals are. So the first step is really doing that, you know, vision board or visioning exercise that gets you clear on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then go to the site where those kind of guys are. If you want somebody that's a little um, intellectual, maybe a little quirky, like that's more of an, e- an okay Cupid kind of person. Right, right. You know, if you're really, if you're, if you, are really looking for someone who's a Christian, then you probably want to go to a, to a niche site that specializes in, in it's Christian mingle or, you know, a site that specializes in just that. So I never, I never endorse one site over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will just say, do your homework and then test it out. I like to really put my clients on two sites. I like two different sites, like a free and a paid mm-hmm. or a, um, a niche site and a broad reach site. Right. And then really try it out and test it and look at your profile as, as it's like a living document that's going to evolve as you see how things work. Like if you don't get a lot of likes on a particular picture, you're not getting enough incoming messages. Maybe your pr- primary photo is not right or needs to be swapped out and refreshed. So your profile should be changing and you should also change 
the, the sites that you're on uh, to make sure that you're always getting enough emails coming in and messages coming back to you when you send them. I love it. Oh, you've just been such a blessing. I love this. And it's so interesting because I also met my husband online. So I tell people, yeah, it really works. And you've just really got to believe and do the work and, you know, really be ready uh, for love and and being vulnerable and being open-minded. So I'm just loving everything you said here today. You're just really confirming what I believe to be true and giving, you know, some great tips and lessons. Oh, I'm just so excited. So where can my listeners find you and your content and your services once they leave here today? Well, of course, I'm on all of the socials at Damona Hoffman. That's D-A-M-O-N-A-H-O-F-F-M-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I have the Dates and Mates radio show and podcast. We stream live on my Facebook page every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific. And then we are as a podcast on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're probably there. And then I'm at DemonaHoffman.com. So if you're interested in, I have a lot of uh, online programs that I'm like, oh, I gave away all my juice, but uh, <laughs> there's still more, more juiciness um, in some of my online programs. If you go to DemonaHoffman.com and you can also pick up a free gift. So for the single ladies, I have the texting 10 commandments yeah. and that's a workbook and a video training that shows you how to text more effectively because that's a real step in the dating process. We didn't. We really? barely touched the tip we of that iceberg. We could probably get do a more. whole show just oh, on yeah. profiles and then a whole nother one on texting. <laughs> exactly. So I, I also am an expert in texting and how to increase chemistry over text, which is super important in the process. So you'll get all that for free at DemonaHoffman.com. If you sign up for the Texting 10 Commandments, you can get that workbook right away delivered to you immediately. Love it. And women in relationships can actually benefit from that too. Like it's never too late to create some chemistry and, and oh, you know, yeah. some tension and spice it up. So yeah, I thought about yes. it. I was like, this for my single age. But then I was like, no, no. You know, in your relationship, early on marriage, learn how to spice it up with your text. Well, if you're in a relationship, I also do have a relationship boot camp e-course that's free. So you can also get that at DemonaHoffman.com. So if you're in a relationship, that's really going to be the play for you. And it's, it's seven days of, of different challenges you can do with your partner to increase the intimacy. Love it. Not in a sexual way only. Not- <laughs> Your, your emotional always, and physical intimacy. thinking about sex. All right, I've said know. too much. I've said too much. I should go. <laughs> no, thank you so much for being here. I know that they've enjoyed it and that they're, I'm telling you, learning so much and, and going to follow up with your products. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I just, yeah, I might have to have you back to talk about some of those other things. I'm like, yeah, we could do a whole oh, one yeah. just on that. I'll come back anytime. Yeah, I love following you on social media as well. So keep up the great work that you're doing. Thank you. Love Fest. And you guys, don't forget Dates and Mates podcast. It's really good and funny. I'm always laughing. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I'm I'm now calling it um, uh, Fun Formative. Fun Formative. Exactly. It is so fun. So you guys are going to want to check that out. 
All right. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, be bad. That's this week's episode of Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give me a review on iTunes. For more material and content, you can find me under IOGathingMD on Instagram and Twitter, or head over to my website, www.iogathingmd.com. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Until then, be bad.